0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchor Podcast. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It reads, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. as we jump here into 1 Corinthians 13, and Paul's continuing to address the church at Corinth. And in doing so, he's talking with them specifically about spiritual gifts. And we know that the spiritual gifts are present in the body of the Corinthian church, but what he focuses on here is the fact that they lack one major thing. They lack love. Love is the means through which All of the gifts are to be used. It's kind of the glue that ties it all together. And if anything that they do is not done in love, then it doesn't matter what the gift is or what the significance of that is because it's not being done properly. As we look here in this passage, it shows us that with this thought here in the first verse of saying, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And when we think about that and what it's talking about, remember tongues in this use in the Bible is when someone would speak something in their own language and it would be heard and understood in the actual normal language of the other people present. And so that is the exact opposite of what would happen if somebody spoke and instead they heard a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. You see, the gift is being used and it is not allowed to move forward with the intended purpose because of the way in which it's being used. It lacks love. It lacks this integral part that will never fail, never end, and will move forward all of the gifts. What Paul is challenging these people to think about, and what our challenge today is, is as we aspire to things, as we think about what we desire and the reasons that we want to have those things, were these Corinthian believers desiring to understand more about these gifts for their own merits? or for the mutual encouragement of the body, for the building up of the work of God in their midst. It seems, from the way that Paul addresses it, that they are actually wanting these things for their own selfish interests. They're wanting the more showy, the more flashy gifts that they would be able to put them on display, but really put themselves on display rather than the means that God desires them to be used in, that put him on display. And so when we think about love, love at its most basic concept is selfless. When we go back to the love displayed for us on the cross, Jesus sacrificed himself on our behalf for us doing something that we could never do. It's the epitome of selflessness, and it's the exact opposite of what he's confronting here in the Corinthian church. He sees that they're arrogant, they're rude, they're boastful, they're irritable, they're resentful. They're all of these things that are the opposite of what love is. And so he challenges them to readjust their thinking, to think now no longer like a child, but more like the man that they are desiring to be. Because they are saying that they're mature. They're saying that they've grown, yet they're still struggling with these situations. And so as we walk through this and as we look at what Paul is really trying to focus in on, we see that he's saying that the thing that rises above all else in this concept of the gifting and the giftedness and the spiritual gifts that God has given to the believers is love. They should desire love And even above these other gifts, they should desire two more things he mentioned. They should desire faith and hope. And so, love, faith, and hope are the things that we should be aspiring to pursue today in our life. How is it that we display God to those around us? Through love, hope, and faith. When we put those attributes of God on display, and when our mind is focused on those, it shows the selflessness that we're desiring to have. It shows the eternal mindset in the forward-looking faith, in the forward-looking hope, in the focus on the eternal that is to come, rather than our temporal times and the struggles that we might have. When we do that, we offer hope, we offer love, we offer the gospel to those around us. And instead of being the noisy gong or the clanging cymbal, we hopefully come through as the pure voice of the gospel convicting them and allowing their conscience to respond rightly to what God has laid out before them. And so this brief chapter here is very important in terms of our mindset, how we treat others, how we treat others, especially within the church. What does our life look like when we live together in community? The call here is for it to be marked by a single word, Love. So it's my prayer that that is the way in which we would be described by others that we would be loving, that we would be seen as caring, and we would be seen as selfless, focused on others, not elevating ourselves above them, but instead as servant of all, that they might be pointed to and allowed to see the gospel most clearly in our midst. As far as a question from this text, one of the things that's interesting here in this chapter 13 is it does go back to mention uh, tongues again, and we talked a little bit about that in the previous chapter. We've talked about that as we look through it in the book of Acts. We said that, hey, we'll leave some of this for when we get there. This is one of the passages that helps us to understand a little bit about how tongues has ceased. Specifically, verse 8, it says, Love never ends, meaning it continues. As for prophecies, they will pass away. But then, here for tongues, it says, As for tongues, they will cease. Then it goes back to, As for knowledge, it will pass away. It's interesting that that word there for cease is they will cease to exist in and of themselves. And so, it is its own ceasing. And that's one of the things that many scholars say and point to and believe allows us to really fully see and understand why tongues does not continue into the future or into even our present times from this moment, because the tongues and their usefulness in and of themselves will cease. As for those things with prophecy and knowledge, it says it will pass away. It's different. The word, therefore, tongues talking about a cessation of its usefulness that is due to itself. And so it's one of those things that, hey, when we put it together with the rest of Scripture, when we understand the ways in which the gift of tongues was actually functioning in the early church and how it was a unique language heard to the hearer that was understood in their own language but was being spoken in a different language by the person communicating it, we understand that that purpose of the gift of tongues is no longer needed because of the fact that we no longer need a validation of the messenger, we no longer need it to be taking that part, but instead of being the showy gift that it's desired here, this passage lets us know, hey, its usefulness is going to cease. In and of itself, it's going to go away. And so this passage displays a little insight into that in terms of the fact that it's different and its difference is noted through the word choice of this cessation rather than the passing away that's there in other things. And so we find those things as we study scripture together, as we look into that, as we dig through that. And so that is one of the things that I have learned in studying 1 Corinthians 13 is I've learned looking at the gifts. But I know that there might be some other things in here and I know that many of you have probably heard this passage within the context of marriage. But let's remember, hey, this passage here, it's not talking about marriage at all. It's talking about the church. It's talking about the life that we live with other believers. And so I would encourage you, jump into this passage with the people that you live in community with. Even ask them the hard questions of, hey, would you be able to describe my life the way I live in terms of this? I hope you have people in your life that are willing to tell you yes or no with those things, that are willing to be honest, that are willing to be helpful in your pursuit for being molded and shaped daily into the The person that God desires you to be. Know today you were loved.